that it has been the most widely read article on, on Veterans Today ever. And that term, Kazarian Mafia, that was the first time anybody put those two words together. And it really uh, resonated with people and people really understood the concept of what we were talking about because this is about the Kazarian Mafia. And uh, you have to understand the history of how the Kazarian Mafia came to be that uh, there was an empire called Kazaria that resided in the area of Ukraine today, incidentally, for what's going on over there, as well as uh, uh, Kazakhstan. And so uh, knowledge is power, and people have to know who the uh, the enemy of, of, of mankind is. And, and these people really fit the bill. So that's, uh, that's a little history there. That's how we got, got from there to here. Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? Controlyourhealth.care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. For the month of March, we've extended the email only offer to all my listeners. And so you can save up to 20% by using the codes on the screen or the codes below at controlyourhealth.care. Remember, use the codes below and save up to 20% at controlyourhealth.care. You can also find that at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. This is my part two of my very interesting conversation with Mike Harris on the incredibly evil Kazarian Mafia. If you have not seen part one, please go back and watch that first. I would really like you to hear my intro as well. For those of you who have already watched it, I want to repeat a little bit of what I said in my intro that we must be very careful and be laser focused on looking at who the real criminals are. I believe this Kazarian Mafia, I've had many conversations with people in high levels of these organizations who've broke out, who say that this group has infiltrated all religions and many different groups. I've also heard that 90% of them who are born into this really want out and just hate this, that what they're part of and they can't get out. And I've had conversations with Jesse Zaboder in length on that and others. So just keep that in mind. That being said, anyone who commits crimes against humanity needs to be taken down. We need, for the sake of the human race, we need to uh, figure out who these people are and get them out of leadership positions and prosecute and find justice. We've had quite a bit of emotion on all sides of the equation here with this interview, and I'm sure we'll get a lot more. And so I'm going to read you some varying degrees of comments that I've gotten. I'm going to give you three of them because I think it represents kind of the whole spectrum. Here's one, and this guy has written a few comments, and he writes articles and things. And he says, this reads like it came hot off the press from Mossad CIA military intelligence psyops command and control headquarters to obfuscate and divert attention away from world Jewish supremacy. The final conclusion, he says, Kassarian Mafia, Freemasons, Illuminati, Bolsheviks, Communists, Marxist, Globalist, Deep State, Shadow Government, New World Order, Luciferian King, whatever they're called, and however these gatekeeping controlled opposition, Mossad, CIA, military intelligence, PSYOPs agents, and alternative media pundits like Sarah Westall and Mike Harris want to spin things, will always lead back to the same group in the Jew world order of satanic cultural Marxist communism. He thinks we are covering up and going, you know, just really are shielding the evil Kassarian mafia and the Jewish supremacy. And I am a CIA operative PSYOP agent. Okay. I've been accused of that before. And there's a group that think I am. Okay. Now here's the other end of the spectrum. One big problem is that Harris doesn't know that there is such a thing as innocent Ashkenazi Jewish persons. And the end result of these interviews you're doing with him will, will be to fuel the fires of hatred against Jews, especially Ashkenazi Jews. 
And then she, and this person goes on to say, by hosting this garbage, you will certainly increase your following among amongst anti-Jew bigots, of which there are many. But you will lose your credibility and support among those of us who just want to hear the truth. Okay, so they both are really upset with me and Harris, but from absolute opposite spectrums. And then I got this one, which was pretty interesting. He says, this is for you, hopefully, to be helpful. I am an American born and raised in Dixie, Israel. Heritage is Sephardi Ashkenazi mixed. Was raised as Reformed secular Jew, but devout follower of Christ as my life center for 30 years now. Converted by God himself through the scriptures. Israelis, 7 million Jews, uh, you know, 7 million Jews are in Israel, are 75% Mizrachi and Sephardic. Ashkenazis are less than 25%, but they control. People in Israel coming to Christ in huge numbers, but privately and not in fellowships that are most Pentecostal controlled and not so godly. I can't stand attacks on Israel like Harris wants. The leadership is not the people. Almost all Arabs in Israel migrated to Israel under British rule. Jews stole no land. Mark Twain attests to this. The Arabs are not Arabs, but lost Jews converted to Islam long ago that God brought back. This is a whole other area explained using scripture. If the Kassarian goal was a big Israel, then it would have happened at the start by not giving Eastern Israel over to the Jordan kingdom. Israel is fighting for its life versus Iran government. But, 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 Israel's rulers are evil like America and European rulers. Americans nor Israelis are the enemy, but two peoples need to fight the leadership, but not people against people. I, you know, I, I think that's more middle of the ground within his own ideas and things, but at least he has, he's part Ashkenazi and has some background in it. I think this is a more complicated situation than people want to admit. And I think there's evil, like I said, they've infiltrated all over the place and it's not just a Jewish problem, but it is, I, I'd like to say the cut, the, Kassarian Mafia label, I think, could be pretty accurate because of where it stemmed from. And it doesn't matter. It's a mafia mob evil group. And again, we need to be laser focused on who the criminals are and take these people out. Anyways, I hope you listen to part one. And before I get into it, I want to please remind you to go to givesendgo.com slash speech. And please donate if you have not donated yet. That's our campaign to help end the censorship and start to reel this back. Okay, here's part two with Mike Harris and the Kassarian Mafia. And so, like uh, I stated before, everything as far as the ball worship and all of this, this dark, uh, some people call it satanic aspects of, of this that they keep hidden, just went underground. And now we're, we're getting uh, rumors of this being real and that it's surfacing on, on in other platforms where we're seeing it more and more uh, with the, the, the pedophilia, the adrenochrome yes. business, all yeah. this type of stuff. And like I said, go back and look at your vampire uh, tales, you know, your, your mythology about vampires, how they through the blood would suck the life force out of a living being to take it upon themselves to perpetuate the, uh, you know, their, their youth and their vigor. Well, you look at what adrenochrome allegedly does and how it perpetuates their youth and, and, and their youthful vigor. So you, you look at these things and say, hmm, I see a correlation between this old myth and what I'm hearing is happening in real life today. So it, it's really up to us to figure out what's true and what isn't true. I mean, I have no experience with, with adrenochrome or any of that, so I, I couldn't tell you what's right or what's real about it, what, what isn't. So, um, but I, I hear these things, I read these things, but I, I see the correlation between the mythology uh, that we grew up with uh, in our culture and what we were hearing is really going on today. And so you have to meet, meet your own uh, conclusions. You have to use discernment well, what's real and what isn't. And quite frankly, I hope it's not real, but I fear that it is. I, I think it's real. I've seen too much stuff to show that it's not real. I wish it wasn't real too. Okay, so let's well, talk but, about you. But, 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 but just for a second, just look at the... What is it? 120, 200,000 uh, children go missing every year in this country, and are never to be seen again. Where do they go to? I know. What 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 happens to these kids? Uh, then you know uh, you you read about the, uh, the the human trafficking. We can see the the human trafficking in Israel itself, where 
they're 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 kidnapping uh, 14, 15, 16 year old Ukrainian girls and taking them to brothels in Israel where prostitution is illegal to destroy their passports, and they 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 work them to death, uh, servicing 10, 12 men a day until they're 20 years old and they're never seen from again. They're 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 uh, they're executed and uh, you know carved up for organ uh, uh, harvesting. That, that that's what's going on, and so. You know, like I said, the, the good Jewish people out there have to push back. Show us that you're really a good person, that you're not one of them. Because, uh, you know, we can't, we, we have to stop this, this criminality by this Khazarian mafia types. We have to stop it. Otherwise, our, our, our whole, they're, they're going to win. Our world will be dominated. There'll be 500 million people left on the whole planet. And, um, you know, everything is lost. Humanity is gone. And so we don't have a choice, you know, so we're, we're in a life or death fight with, with this group. Well, they realize that they're also in a life or death fight with, with us, because if, if we succeed, we're not going to allow them to live. We're, we're going to, you know, dispose of these criminals, you know, we're going to execute them as they should be. But, you know, so we've got two parties, their side and our side, that are both in a life or death fight. And that's what people need to realize. That uh, th this is this is real, folks. Uh, this is what's going on. And um, I want to digress a little bit here, but go to Putin's actions within Ukraine. And I applaud Putin because what he's doing is a police action, and they're eliminating the criminal elements out of Ukraine. Putin's gone out of his way and has taken extraordinary losses he shouldn't have taken uh, if he just wanted to go in there and conquer the country, invade it, and take it over. But he's done his very best to protect the civilian populations. Because these are Russian people. These are these are the Russian people. People have to remember that we're talking about Ukraine. We're talking about uh, Kiev and how they're they're surrounding Kiev. That was the original um, capital of, of Imperial Russia. Of the uh, you know that that's that's where it was was in Kiev and it fell in uh, 1280 when the Mongols came in and and pushed them up to uh, north to Saint Petersburg. But uh, that that was the original capital of the Russian Empire. And so uh, that's Russian territory. It's always been Russian territory, and it's always going to be Russian territory. So the West, and again, I will look at the Khazarian Mafia's influence and infiltration of our own government and of every Western government, every government on the planet for that, for, for, uh, for that uh, matter, and how they've infiltrated and they control these key bottleneck positions to where n no government in the world is really reflecting the will of the people. And if we're going to be sovereign nations, we need to get rid of uh, this this influence out of our government, out of every other government on the planet. And uh, we're, we're starting to see that with the pushback that was caused by this COVID nonsense. And I, and I welcome the pushback because it's time that the people of this planet realize that there is a group of predatory parasitic humans called the Khazarian Mafia that has been waging an asymmetrical war against the rest of humanity for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And uh, this is it. This is push come to shove time. And so uh, either they're going to win this or we're going to win this. And I really hope to God that, that we win it. Yes. Well, let's talk about the role of the Vatican, because the Vatican has been um, compromised. They're involved somehow. And there's evidence to show that the Vatican are they're doing ball worship. And there's this whole portion to the Vatican that's not what people think it is. So how does that all tie in, or is it just another organization that has been compromised? Well, I, I think that um, the Catholic Church started out uh, as a good um, institution, but I think it has been compromised, particularly uh, by the Jesuits. And if you look at the history of the Jesuits, uh, they were started by all Jewish converts. So, uh, you know, go back, do, do your history, do your reading. Uh, do your own homework on this, but you'll go back and you see that the Jesuits, which are far and away the most influential faction among the, the among the Catholics, that uh, that is another Jewish slash Khazarian um, organization that has infiltrated and compromised uh, the the Western churches, and it's not just the Catholics. I look at the influence over these uh, evangelical mega churches that. Uh, Everybody, oh, we have to protect Israel. We have to do this. Israel, as it exists today, is not a friend of the United States. No one does more espionage 
against uh, the U.S. than Israel does. This goes to the theft of intellectual property uh, that they will turn around and sell to the Chinese who are, are, are global competitors. I don't want to say enemies because the Chinese people are no more our enemy than, uh, than, than the Russian people are. I will say that the government of China, the CCP, is definitely our enemy. Like I said, I, our own government here has turned toxic against the American people. Uh, you look at uh, this. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, they, they, they've turned toxic. I mean, you know, the FBI uh, can no longer be trusted as a law enforcement agency. Our Department of Justice can no longer be trusted. You know, why do we have these people from January 6th, what they're calling an insurrection, which was not an insurrection. It was a peaceful protest. They infiltrated it uh, with uh, a few uh, uh, agent provocateurs to create violence. And they wanted to, to brand every Trump supporter who was there as a as a terrorist and as an insurrectionist, which is yep. patently not true. Uh, we know it, we see it, but they're 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 holding tight to their set of lies, to their narrative. But you know, like I said, our media, because of the lies they tell us on an ongoing basis, uh, they they've lost all credibility, and our government has lost all credibility. Yeah. The only way to succeed out of this is to create our own parallel government that takes over these judicial functions, that takes over these law enforcement functions, and does so in a fair, honest, and equitable way. Uh, that is how guerrilla movements succeed, is that you create a parallel power structure that displaces the power structure that's in place. And so I'm not advocating anyone break any laws. In fact, I'm advocating that people adhere more tightly to the laws as they're written within the Constitution, uh, which is the highest law of this land. And uh, gleam on, gl uh, onto that as tightly as you can and create a parallel power structure that is fully legal, but replaces the corrupt compromised power structure that has turned toxic against the American population. I mean, that's, that, that really is the bottom line. And, you know, I mean, let, let's go back to the, the, the watershed event that really brought things to where they are today. And that is 9-11. Does anybody really believe that 19 Arabs with box cutters <laughs> brought down the Twin Towers? Oh, I mean, come honestly, on. Really? They did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, come on. You, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> come on. They could play in everything but, from a cave. I mean, they, but, have, but, they have a cave. I mean, they got box cutters. And they're going against the whole military with all these radars and everything else. I mean, come on. <laughs> It's total stupidity. Yeah, well, like I said, our, our own government lies to us. Our, our own government was involved. The government of Israel was involved. The government of Saudi Arabia was involved, okay, uh, at an official level. That, that They used that to start this uh, change of structure within the Middle East. And uh, uh, Afghanistan had nothing to do with 9-11. Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. In fact, Saddam Hussein was our guy. He was a CIA asset who was uh, fighting the Iranians to keep them interbulated for you know, 15, 20 years. We were supplying him. If, if Saddam had weapons of mass destruction, because the US government gave them to him. But when his usefulness was used up and they wanted to advance the, their uh, the cause in the Middle East, they threw him under the bus. And they threw Daniel Noriega, who is another CIA asset, under the bus. This all goes back to the corruption that we have within our own government. And we there is no process and no methodology of getting the corruption out of there because everything is corrupted. They've infiltrated it all. So that, that's why I'm advocating for a parallel constitutional government that does the functions that the dysfunctional corrupt government that is toxic to the American population be formed and run in parallel to it. And we just shunt them aside and ignore them. Yeah, and that's why I've had um, people who watch my Bobby Graves. I have a show with somebody who talks about the real history of the United States and how to do common law and all those things. And this corporate government should be taking direction from us as citizens. That's why my case with the Supreme Court, just not mine, it's like 15 of us. And it's not about us, it's for the whole country because we're not going to get any more out of it than you. You know, I mean, every citizen is going to get the same out of it as I will. It's, that's why I feel so strongly about it. And it's, it's, we do have, they should be doing what we say as citizens. Now, if they don't, then it's even a, more important, I think we need to do this anyways, creating the common courts and the courts that do 
function in a, a true justice system. And, you know, I just had an interview with Dr. Zelenko, another Jewish person as well, and he was talking about the commandments of the Jewish religion, and one of them is to have a just court system that needs to be put in place, and that's one of their commandments. And, you know, and he gets back to, just like Christianity, so much Christianity has been infiltrated that I, I want the church to run the way I was taught it was when I was growing up. It's not what I'm seeing from the Vatican. It's not what I'm seeing from church leaders. I want our government to run the way I was taught it was and should be based on the Constitution. I'm not seeing that from our leaders. So it's it's like we just need to reclaim what we from all of our institutions. But I love what you're saying. So, you know, and we have to have these hard conversations. The conversation we're having right now is pretty controversial. But that's why I like the Kasarian Mafia bit and the fact that we're not saying the Jewish religion is bad because it really isn't. You listen to someone like, like Dr. Zelenko who is really a man of faith and you learn what his religion was really about. And he also talks about the, you know, the chosen people and he talks about how that sounds really bad. And he's like, it's not supposed to be, if you're supposed to understand what that means, that means that you need to have a higher higher sense of responsibility. Although I, I, don't, I don't agree with that either. I'm not Jewish. I think we all have to have a higher sense of responsibility. But his point is, you can't behave that way. The way the Kasarian Mafia behaves, that goes against every principle of the Jewish religion. And that's what he's fighting against. So a true Jewish person needs, should believe like, he, I mean, they're people of God. They're, don't, they're not like the Kasarian Mafia. So that, that's why I said, you good Jewish people out there, you need to reject these people. You need to ostracize these Khazarian mafia types who are doing these things and, and who are exercises. Why do you put up with the Bronfmans? Why do you put up with uh, exactly. the Sheldon Why do you put up with the, these people? The, these, are, these are visible criminals. And they, they may have legalized gambling and they may have legalized alcohol. Uh, what they're doing in the banking system is another set of criminal activities that, that needs to be adjusted. And, you know, I, I really do support the development of a parallel system of government to replace the corrupted system of government. But it's going to, to until you have an enforcement arm that can go out there and arrest someone and do so uh, legally, uh, you have nothing. Because, you know, the, the reason that politics is so fought over so viciously in this country is because that is where the power to use force comes from. It comes from government. And without that power to use force to, to uh, uphold the laws, you have nothing. And so that, that, that really is the big, uh, that's the linchpin of success here. If we can create a parallel government that doesn't have that, we have nothing. We just have like these little, uh, you know, paper courts that you see. They're they're holding a grand jury here or there. Nothing ever happens of it. So they're they're having they're taking testimony, but nothing ever happens. The missing piece is the ability to enforce the law or to enforce what the court uh, deems. And so that is why we need to have a parallel track on this that has the ability to use force against these criminals. Yeah, the UN International Court is, I mean, it's controlled by the very criminals that they're trying to go after. So the UN International Court is a sham. And so you have to have a court that's independent. And, you know, that's why I, I really believe in our case because it really, it says, okay, is our court system independent and can we still make, there are a lot of people, scholars believe there are courts in our, in our country that are independent still. And we will see because Trump came in and put in like 300 new justices that are that weren't corrupt. That was something he did that was really great. And so there are some things that we can move here and we're starting to see the needle move. But that doesn't mean we don't need a, another parallel thing that you're talking about that like I'm a OK, there's the first time I'm telling anybody publicly I'm a sovereign citizen. And I did that. I, I carried it here smiling. Yes, I did that. And that's why I've been, I, I go very slowly. I want to make sure I do it right. I don't want to break any, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt my family or myself and put myself in prison. So I'm learning still, but I, I do not like the way this government is. I cannot stand it, but I still want to test the system. And I still think that there are independent courts and if we can get the Supreme Court to realize, because it's such a slam dunk situation, we can put some brakes on some of this stuff 
and still work to fix it. We got to go at every, like I said before we started, we have to go at every angle we possibly can to fight these guys, every single one. Well, well, Sarah, let me go back and reiterate that they've been fighting an asymmetrical war against us for hundreds of years. Okay, they've been really trying to take our culture and our country down for, for, for a very long time. But I want to point out that the Supreme Court, when Texas filed the challenge to the, the theft of the election from Trump, and 36 other states signed on to it, so 37 states signed on to this court case, and the Supreme Court ruled, no, you can't because you have no standing, bullshit. 37 states have standing. And uh, the Supreme Court uh, is, is as corrupt and as compromised as anything else you can think of. There's maybe two, maybe three Supreme Court justices who I would actually trust. Do I trust uh, Justice Kagan? Not as far as I can throw her. And by the way, the last name Kagan in Kazarian means king. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that was the title of their king. He was the Kagan. So you look at her, she's a, she's a Kazarian mafia type. Do I trust Sotomayor? Not as far as I can throw her. I don't trust any of them. Well, you know, do you trust um, they, Clarence Thomas? Because a lot of people say Clarence uh, Thomas is the real deal. I, I think he is the, the cleanest, most upstanding guy on the Supreme Court. And, uh, you know, I, I, am, I, I think he is probably the one uh, standout that we have on there. There's a couple others uh, on there. But like I said, the, the Jewish population is so overrepresented. The Khazarian population is overrepresented on our Supreme Court that we can't trust them as far as we can throw them. And, and so we need to get back to a society that's based on merit not on victimhood. You're not going to get special yeah. treatment because of something that happened hundreds of years ago that, that none of us had any influence over. I mean, uh, let's, let's take the issue of slavery and, and, uh, and black uh, favoritism. You know, why are blacks given 200 extra SAT uh, points when they take the test when white kids aren't? Um, oh, it's to make up for past discrimination. Well, how is that making up for anything? I mean, I never owned any slaves and you never picked any cotton. Come on. Yeah, that, that's, that, right. that's ancient. Either you can get the job done now or you can't. I mean, how come we don't see more Asians playing in the NBA? I mean, I mean, I mean if, if you want to talk about. Uh, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But we have also so, had slaves of every um, color and creed. And there has been more. So there's more slaves today, probably of white sex slaves than anybody else right now so we, well, we have to you know these white young women uh, are probably the number one slave well you know it, you make a good point there that we every people on this planet has been enslaved at some times i mean uh if you go back to the roman days where they were enslaving germans they were enslaving the brits they were enslaving the french the gauls uh, out of out of all of northern Europe, they were you know capturing them and taking them back to Rome and selling them as slaves. So this is something that uh, has been misrepresented again by the publishers of the uh, the textbooks, publishers of, of books Hollywood, that the blacks were the only ones who were ever enslaved, and that's absolutely not true. Every uh, people on this planet at one time or another has been enslaved by another people. Take it back down to, to Greece. Uh, the Spartans enslaved the Athenians at one time. Uh, this has gone on forever. And it's time to end this mindset uh, set of, of slavery. That That is an uh, outside, I, I believe that is, that comes from outside of human culture because that is not how humans are. Uh, humans don't enslave. I mean, it's, it's you know, like I said, we're gregarious. We get along, we, we like to, uh, you know, to, to, to talk and have conversations and trade and, and uh, intermarry and do all these other things with, with, with other people there where we find this exciting. This is what we do as humans. And uh, like I said, there is a hidden hand that influences human events and human culture. And I don't know what it is, but I, I could definitely see the, the side effects from it. Like uh, an, ex uh, an analogy I like to use is you don't have to see the car hit the tree to know the car was in an accident. And I look at the state of human affairs today, and I know that something has interfered to get us in this dismal state that we're in, and that we need to get ourselves out of it. I don't expect uh, aliens to come down and help us from the great galactic alliance. I don't expect uh, you know, God to open up his hand and do this. I expect that 
like the Bible says, you know, the, the, the greatness of God lives within each human being. It lives yep. within us. And that, uh, you know, my theme song back when I had a radio show back in the day was the Superman theme song. And I always use that because, hey, folks, there ain't no Superman. We have to do this ourselves. Uh, we have to get up off the sofa and take direct action and, uh, you know, do these things to make our society a better society. We cannot relegate this to a permanent political class and hope that they do the right thing because they are bought, they're bribed, they're intimidated, they're coerced. Uh, in, on occasion, uh, politicians are killed. And uh, these are things that this Khazarian group uses to get these guys to bend to their will, to, to pass the laws they want passed to the detriment of the American people or the, or the people of any government on this planet. So, yeah, well, and I always say that, that, you know, because they say Jesus will come back and that will be the end days. And I'm like, well, if that, you know, I think that Jesus coming back is Jesus rising up in all of us because there isn't going to be a savior. It's Jesus acting through all of us. That's Jesus coming back. And I think that's a symbolic, that's my belief. That's the symbology of that. It's not just one savior coming back to save humanity. Humanity it, it comes back through, God comes back through all of us acting in unison and taking back and being godly. I mean, being good people. And you can't support human trafficking. I mean, a million young women every year. That's why I say that young white women are the largest um, enslaved class in the world today. Bru yes, absolutely they, brutalized. They, they are the most valuable. But uh, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine the other day, and he was waiting for the hand of God to come in and change human events. And I said, well, look at your left hand, look at your right hand. Since God works through us as human beings, you're looking at the hand of God right there. You know, if you want to look at the hand of God, look at your own two hands. The, 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 those are the hands of God, because God works through human beings. That, that's, that's how it is. That's how it's supposed to be. We're all we've been inculcated to wait for some savior to come make things better for us. Well, folks, we are the cavalry. We're it. Yep. We've got to do this ourselves. We, you know, get up off the sofa, do something, become involved. Do not allow this to go on around you. I mean, um, you know, you, you see somebody selling drugs on the, on the corner to the kids on the street. Hey, take a baseball bat and beat them to death. I mean, you know, <laughs> do it. Because you know what? I'm not going to let some some SOB for what, what's he going to do? So he can get high for the next week? He's going to sell drugs to my kid? Are you kidding me? I'm going to beat this guy within an inch of his life. And if he wants to come back and, and for payback, bring it on, buddy, because I'm going to stick up for my kid. And I'm not going to let somebody sell drugs to him and, and corrupt him in that manner. I'm not going to let somebody uh, try to uh, you know, pimp out my, my teenage daughter. I, I won't allow it to happen. I will not allow it. I'll, I'll find the guy who did it, and I'll, I'll, I'll take his life for, for doing it, because that's how valuable our children are to us. You know, I, I look at all these things that we have sat back and allowed to happen, because the Supreme Court said so. I'll give you an example here. The, this whole homosexual issue. Um, the Boy Scouts, great organization, wonderful organization, really taught true values and taught kids how to be self-reliant, self-sufficient, how to survive out in the wilderness how to build a fire, how to erect a tent, how to make a shelter out of things, how to stay alive out in, in nature in a hostile environment. But um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the opinion on this that the Boy Scouts had to allow homosexual scout leaders in because it was discriminating against them. Well, okay, the ruling takes place. We, as the people, let it happen. And so what happens? The homosexual scout leaders start molesting all the scouts. Mm -hmm. So what, what happens? The scouts sued the Boy Scouts, and the Boy Scouts are virtually non-existent anymore. Did, did the homosexuals do it, or was it always part of the, the was there always a problem there? I mean, because there, there's always hidden people that have issues, well, right? The, the Boy Scouts. Go ahead. The Boy Scouts had always excluded homosexuals, always. They would not allow them to serve as scoutmasters. Wouldn't allow it. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the Supreme Court opinion that allowed homosexuals to serve, open homosexuals to serve as, as scout leaders. Was there always a problem there? Maybe, maybe not, but it got worse. And okay. it resulted in the destruction of the organization after that ruling was put in place. And the Catholic Church, that's another thing. You've got these pedophile priests who are taking uh, advantage of these uh, choir boys and the like. 
Why is this allowed to happen? Why aren't people beating these guys with a baseball? I don't care if he's got a, a, a man of the cloth with a, with a white collar on. Big deal. If he's going to hurt my kid, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pummel the guy. I mean, he's, he's Yeah, but we have a problem where the pulpit themselves are doing it. I mean, this is part that's infiltrated all the way up to the Vatican. That's the issue. It, it, it has. And so how do we as a people, this is the collective question for, for the greater human consciousness to answer. How do we as a people remove these influences from our society? How do we get rid of these people who abuse our children, who, who uh, you know, are, are, are raping and pillaging the, in the land, who are aggregating amounts of wealth and, and dispossessing others through, through fraud and corruption, who are selling drugs to our kids? I mean, how do we allow this? How, how did we let this happen? And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's twofold. We've, we, first of all, you know, humanity has to grow a backbone. Uh, I live in the desert southwest out here in Arizona. And uh, I had a friend, Sheriff Larry Deaver. And uh, he was murdered several years back. Mm -hmm. um, he was the uh, sitting you know, active sheriff. But he'd been approached uh, to change how he enforced the border in his uh, in his county, Cochise County, and he says, "No, my my method works. I'm not going to change it." He was murdered. The new guy comes in, and now that's one of the highest trafficked areas in the world. But we have politicians who are gutless, and so, what are we buying people that when we have active duty military, we take 17, 18, 19, 20 year old young men and women, we put them in the military. And we expect them to go into battle fearlessly, knowing that they may be killed at any time, any time, or horribly wounded or something. But we have politicians, um, when they're approached by the cartel, the cartel will say to a sheriff's deputy or to a politician or to a police officer, say, look, look the other way. We can give you silver, make you rich, or we can give you lead and make you dead. What are you going to take? And we have politicians and law enforcement and everything else who are cowards, who don't have the ability uh, or don't have the courage that we expect out of our 18, 19 year old active duty military to go into combat and to go into battle and realize that we're in a war yeah, against organized true. crime on a basis. We expect and, more uh, of our the, soldiers than of them. We, we expect more of our soldiers than the people who want to serve in public office and do the right thing that they're elected to do. You've got to realize that when you run for public office, you are literally putting your life on the line uh, because you're going to be approached by people who are going to want to influence you and make you do things you don't want to do and you won't do. So are you going to be a coward and stand up to them and perhaps risk losing your life or having your kid kidnapped and uh, held for ransom or something? Well, you have to because if you're not willing to risk your kid how many other kids are going to be sold into, into slavery? How many other kids are going to be sold or be uh, addicted to drugs and their lives are ruined? Yep. Uh, you know, these are the things that we have to fight. You have to look at on a more advanced level, a more evolved level, that this is not merely about my life or the, the life of my family. This is about the health of my people, uh, the, the health of my country, the health of my nation. And if I don't stand up to these criminals, then uh, who is? I mean, it's going to take the money and, and work the other way. Well, look where that's gotten us now. Look, look at the drug problem, the homeless problem, the illegal immigration problem, yeah. the human trafficking this country has by these cowards who are elected in office and who serve their whole careers taken on the take. And so it's, it's time for a better class of leadership in this country. It's time for, for a better class of citizen in this country that's going to demand these politicians uh, do their job or get out of office. And so we, we need to reform this country from the ground up. And everyone needs to be involved. Everyone needs to be a part of this. Nobody can sit on the sidelines anymore. It's time to choose a side. Either you're a gutless coward and you're in it for the money, in which case we will see you and identify you for what you are, or you're for the for the citizens, for for your family, for your people, for your nation, for your country. So, what side do you come down on? Where are you at? Do you really want to live in a country that's run by organized crime? Do you really want to live under that kind of oppression, like they do in communist China, uh, where they've got you know they had to put up uh, 
nets outside the, uh, the the building where they make the Apple computers because the, uh, the the conditions are so bad. People are 23 a day were jumping out of the building to commit suicide. Oh. Is that what you want for your kids? Do you want that to come here? Because if you do, do nothing. But if you don't, you got to get up off the sofa and start doing something, folks. It's it's time. We we've identified who these bad people are. I don't care if you're Christian. I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care if you're Hindu, Buddhist, Shinto. I don't care what religion you are. You know what the right thing is. And when people are attacking your nation, people are attacking your children, people are attacking our culture, we've got to fight back and not take no for an answer. Because we outnumber them tens, if not hundreds of millions to one. On a global basis, you know, it's, it's maybe... A million people, maybe two million people that are that are running the show and controlling it. We've got to get rid of these people, and they've got to be brought to justice, whether it's uh, formal justice through the courts, through the Hague, whatever you want to go through, or whether it's informal, extrajudicial, if you will. I don't care how it is, but these people need to pay a price for their crimes against humanity and our crimes against our children. And um, that's really what this is all about. It, it's not about me. I mean, I'm at the, the end of my life. My life's not going to get any better at my age. I, I, I got nothing but hopefully 20, 25 years of all downhill ahead of me. So uh, I know, think I it's mean, uphill, I too, because you got your mental I'm, capacities. I'm trying to say I'm not going to get any younger, better, better looking. The majority <laughs> of my life is behind me, okay? So you know, I've got a, a small portion ahead of me. That I, I would like to live out in, in relative comfort and ease and all these things, but this is not the time for that. And like guys my age, we're the most dangerous guys in the world. And the reason being is that we know that, like I said, what am I going to do? End up in some old folks home, having somebody change my diapers in 15, 20 years. I don't want that to happen. I'd rather go out uh, in a good way than I would sure. uh, have to be on, on my family or my friends or being you know, put in some sort of custodial situation like that. Uh, that, that makes me very dangerous and, and guys my age very dangerous because we know what the right thing is to do we're not all gone many of us recognize what has been done to us by these criminal elements and that they have to be dealt with yes and, um, like i said the, the the age of tolerance is over it's time to take a hard line and, and put things right and uh, they may not like it i don't care if they like it but uh, we're not going to give our our our, our our life, our sovereignty, our country, our, the future of our children away to criminal elements that, that do nothing but want to uh, enslave and destroy them for their own profit. Not going to allow it. I, and I, I'm in on that. I mean, that's, that's great. But let me ask you, you said that you were in a Ukrainian military um, intelligence briefing. Can you tell us, our listeners, what you can about that intelligence briefing and what you know? I, I didn't say I was in a Ukrainian intelligence briefing. No, a U.S. maybe a, one. Well, or some kind of intelligence briefing. So, uh, um, it's about Ukraine are, is what I meant. It, it's about Ukraine. Now, I also want people to understand I've been in Ukraine a multitude of times. My first trip there was in December of 2004 during the Orange Revolution, which was a George Soros-funded uh, effort, Okay. So I, I've seen this. I, I've been back there, you know, probably eight, 10, 12 times. I've got Ukrainian friends. I've been speaking with them since this incursion happened. Um, what we're being told in the Western media is not what's going on. That's the Russians sure. are taking extraordinary measures to minimize civilian casualties. Minimize. If they wanted to go in and just destroy the Ukrainian military and take Kiev, it, could, it would have been done in two days. But Putin doesn't want that. He wants to protect, understand, Ukraine has been part of Russia forever. These are Russian people. They, these are Slavic people. He doesn't want to kill his own people just because they're living in a, in a different, uh, uh, where a different boundary line is drawn. It doesn't want to kill them. That, that's not his mission. His mission is to get rid of the, the gangsters. And the gangsters are, again, um, these Kazarian types. There's one particular oligarch over there called Kolomoisky, uh, who is the guy who is paying... Uh, Zelenko, uh, you know, who, who put him in power. Uh, there's a number of them over there. Ukraine's been involved in a, in a number of things. Uh, I wrote an article for Veterans Today back, oh, been 10, 15 years ago, where when the Ukrainians were uh, repatriating their nuclear weapons back to uh, 
to to uh, Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union that uh, a couple of them disappeared and ended up in Iran. Uh, so that that was uh, aided and abetted by these same uh, Ukrainian uh, oligarchs uh, who were who who made money off this stuff. This this is what they do. I mean, you know, you you realize you know how broad and how wide the uh, uh, the organized crime is in Ukraine, and then you look back after the the um, dissolution of the Soviet Union. Ukraine never filed for its borders, so they, they really don't exist as a country. They're really a no-man's land with no real legal legitimate government, and that's why so much organized crime has located there. Then you cross-reference that with the fact that that is the old homeland of where Khazaria was located, and these uh, Khazarian mafia types want to take their, their their homeland back. They, they, they want it back, and, and that's why what we're seeing in Ukraine is what's going on right now. And so what I can tell you uh, unequivocally is that the Russians are winning. Uh, they're, they're suffering some losses because they're trying to protect the civilian uh, population, where if this was a straight military uh, operation, you wanted to go in there and just take the military objectives, you wouldn't care about collateral damage. Putin is being very, very deliberate in his approach here. Uh, the Ukrainian military is cut off. They're isolated. They don't have access to food. They don't have access to water. They don't have uh, access to ammunition. Uh, Putin's strike on the NATO base that was in Western Ukraine the other day was very strategic because that was the, uh, the entry point uh, that more weapons and uh, uh, mercenary type personnel contractors, if you will, were coming into Ukraine to continue the fight against the Russians. That was all by design. It was very pinpoint. It was very uh, well done. And I want to point something out to people as well that many people may have missed. You know, we heard a week or two ago that the Russians had elevated their nuclear readiness um, to the second highest level. And Biden did nothing. He didn't, did not raise the, uh, the elevation of the U.S. threat level uh, on the nuclear um, front at all. So what that tells me is Biden does not have access to the nuclear codes. And Biden said he will not send troops, he will not send uh, any aircraft or any support there. There will be no, there will not be a no-fly zone of Ukraine. That tells me that Biden does not have control of the U.S. military either. And so these are just two data points. You can read them as how you wish, but these are two real data points that, that can be cross-referenced and checked through public uh, open source. Yeah. So those are, those are things that, that you can look at there and you can make your own decisions. But it does not appear that Biden is uh, the guy calling the shots for what the U.S. military does. Well, who do you think That's is? Just, uh, so, uh, I'm not going to speculate at this time. Okay. So, you know, but I, you I, have I an really idea. Think. You just don't want to. You just no, don't want to go there. I'm speculate. So. Okay. Now, um, <laughs> now veterans today, which you work for, there was a point where they were really against Trump for a while. Um, are they still against, I mean, are they, do they wish that Biden wasn't there? Well, as, as disliked as Trump was by certain elements within Veterans Today, who, I, who remain nameless, I'll let them off the hook. Uh, I've always been a Trump supporter because I like the message he gives. I, I, I like having a secure border. I like bringing manufacturing back to the U.S. I, I like rebuilding our economy and rebuilding our people. I like all those things that Trump had. But as much as they dislike Trump, they hate Biden even worse. Well, but so now do they do they regret some of their stance during that time? Uh, I don't know if regret is the right word. Um, here's the bottom line with our government. No one's in control. Uh, no one is in charge. You know, our elected government has been sort of pushed aside. We've got this group called SES, that stands for Senior Executive Service. These are the senior bureaucrats, the GS 13, 14, 15s and above, who can't be fired. They've written laws that uh, you, you cannot remove these folks. Now, many of these people uh, who went in and been put in are leftward leaning, very leftward leaning, and are trying to take us to a more socialist slash communist type government. So you get a guy like Trump in there, and although he's the elected uh, representative of the people to run the country, 
uh, Trump was not effective because these people were not obeying his mandates and, and his, uh, his, his direction that he wanted to steer the country in. And so our government, not only do we need new politicians, we need a new bureaucracy in there that is not a lifelong bureaucracy that will serve the will of the people and not serve the will of politicians or serve their own agendas because they're going to be there. The attitude with this group of uh, bureaucrats, the SES, is that politicians come, politicians go, we're the bureaucracy, we're here forever. And so we're gonna implement the laws that you write the way we see fit, not the way they were intended to be implemented. And that is a serious disconnect and a serious problem within our US government. And you know what? I love this country. I mean, my, my family has lived here for at least nine generations now because we've got a, I was a seventh generation born um, in, in my home state. But if, if I believe what Ancestry.com says, my family's lived here 12 generations, all right? So we're not like new Americans that our father was born in, uh, you know, Soviet Russia and moved here when I was a child and now I'm an American citizen. We're not like that. We're, we've got roots in this country. So, you know, I, I'm not saying uh, that, that the newcomers to the country are any less American, but I'm telling you, we're, 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 we're true blue. We're, we're pioneer stock. And, uh, you know, go back to, to the, the days of the founding of this country. And, and in fact, if I believe what's right, we brought, talked about slavery and things that, you know, some of my forebears were brought here as indentured servants because they owed a debt back in uh, somewhere in the UK. And they were brought over here as slaves to work the debt off for a 10-year period of time before they were released. Mm. So um, there, there is no monopoly on uh, uh, servitude uh, that, that the blacks have exclusively. And that, that needs to be pointed out to everyone. You mean, Donna, that, that, you were a servant, your family's servitude too. <laughs> I well, claim my servitude. Everybody, I mean, I know. I, I, I'm being go, go back to the silly. Roman Empire. Like I said earlier, I mean, uh, it doesn't I matter if you're from Northern Europe, somebody in your family was enslaved at one time, okay, by the Romans. Well, that's why I said the white women are the most, the number one slaves right now. They always have been. White women have always been the hottest commodity in the slave market. 